Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome people to episode 508 of Film Bastards. I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... Ian Loring, hello. And Bex is on her way home, so we'll be here with us later on. Uh, but we've got a we've got a triple bill of of, of horror uh, this mm. week, don't we? We have mm. a few catch up, uh, well, a catch up review, um, a PVOD review, and an actual cinema review. So we've got the last voyage of the Demeter, we've got Boogeyman, and we have the Nun Two, um, or as it's stylized, like the Nun E. <laughs> Don't woo, don't woo, baby, don't woo. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so we've got some, we've got some films there, plus some bits of what we've been watching. Uh, I believe uh, Ian's watched a a, a trilogy uh, this week. Um, I like. I, yeah, did you not? Did you not watch the? I'm gonna get it all there, but the. I watched the third one. No, all right, you've watched the the, the first two parts of the trilogy. Yeah, um, yeah. I've banged in a trilogy this week. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, plus we've got the usual um, news, trailer talk and other bits and pieces as we go along. We are a Pod Syndicate podcast. Go listen to um, other Pod Syndicate podcasts such as the We Watch Project, uh, Chinchroca vs. Punter, uh, Gaming Landfill, The Good, The Bad and The Odd and other ones out there. But listen to this one first. Yeah, so that's all that bit out of the way. Uh, Ian. I, I, this is the usual bit where I go, what's been happening in the news? But I'm going to rephrase it this week and say, what's been happening in the tech news? Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Um, we always do a little bit of, I think, of the Apple ones. We always do a little bit of a catch up on them. It's how I learn what happened. Yeah, I mean, look, personally, I don't think too much. Like, there's been a lot of chat in our chat, but I did all my upgrading last year. Mm. So, like, you know, if you've got an iPhone 14 Pro, it don't need any flavour of the iPhone 15. That's for damn sure. Um, it's got USB-C now, which Apple were really trumpeting, despite the fact the only reason why they're going USB-C is because the EU said that they can't use Lightning ports anymore. <laughs> um, it's a bit lighter and it's got the pro's got a better camera the iphone 15 is basically the iphone 14 pro but without the camera in the pro last year and then the iphone 15 pro will probably be the same as the iphone 16 next year it's basically how they seem to seem to be doing that now um but if you're if you're upgrading if you're upgrading from a 13 then, hey, you get the Dynamic Island, and the Dynamic Island is a wonderful place to be. Um, if you're upgrading from a 12, it'll probably be a little bit game-changing. 12 and back, it will be a lovely experience. But I think, I think I'm on a 13. Yeah, I... I Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm definitely... It's the first time in a number of years where I've been no i'm just not going to upgrade like i wasn't planning on it last year but then the dynamic island happened um and i love the dynamic i I genuinely find the dynamic island really useful for timers and shit um and walking directions oh Uh, that's the little bit that comes up at the top of the screen isn't it yeah 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 Mm, that's interesting and yeah yeah so i i i I quite I, i quite like the dynamic island the the watch 
essentially is almost unchanged from the last few years. The Ultra 2 is very, very similar to the Ultra. Um, I think you can find your iPhone using just your watch now. But to be fair, you can also do that, as I will do now, by... Mm. Yeah, finding your iPhone. Yeah. So, you know, um, that, that, yeah, there you go. So, it, yeah, it feels like if you're not a madman like me who like likes to upgrade every year, most of the time, you know, you may well find some good use out of this stuff. But it is incredibly iterative mm. at this point, which, you know, what because what else does a does a phone like need to offer the, these days? That's it. There's only so much that a phone can do. Um, th- th- there's a phone can do. There's only so much that I will do with a phone. So I don't. I, 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 my phone probably does a shitload more than I th- than I will ever use. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, it's for me every like I think I've gone three years this time without upgrading just because. Last year, I just decided to not upgrade because I didn't need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it. I, I mean, next year, I, I will probably phone and watch, and I think there'll be new AirPods Pros next year as well. Um, but it, it, it's yeah, you're just waiting for that next thing. I mean, the fact that the new phone can take 3D video that you can then watch in the headset feels like something cool for the future mm. um you know like if i was if if i was buying the, the new pro i'd probably film quite a lot of 3d stuff just to bank it up um like especially of like the dog and things like that but um yeah it and 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 that's the thing that was it as well like the presentation was a little over an hour long they had like a five minute long thing where it was octavia spencer playing mother nature while they were talking about sustainability which is which is great it's it's great it's also the symptom of they don't have that much to talk about my my thing always is though when when you have big companies that will talk about sort of sustainability and, and bits like that I, i'm always very much like you mean bollocks a little bit <laughs> coming from you a little bit it's you're going to do something that you will ne- that, that nobody will be able to prove whether or not you're talking crap or not i mean they're saying that they're going to get like independent people in to verify all this kind of stuff but it, it, it just it is a lot of words wank. yeah and and, and oh, all in, words and in 2030 we'll have done this like that's seven years time and how does it affect my phone right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite. So, you know, hey, it's, uh, you know, I it, it was a slick presentation and the phones look good, you know, like they, they, they look cracking. And I would, uh, you know, if I was in the market, I'd be really, really pleased. I mean, like my, 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 the camera on my phone, Donna uses my phone to take photos a lot. She doesn't use her phone much. She's on a Pixel 6, I want to say. Yeah, Pixel 6. And she 
does not use her phone all that often um but she likes android so like that i'm never gonna convince her um but if you're in the market and also they're a bit cheaper than they were last year like the iphone 13 starts at 799 pound which sounds like a fair bit but the pixel's probably going to be 599699 this year you're not paying that much more for an iphone which i i genuinely think is a better all-round experience you know and i'm like even though but then last year you know last year was cool but it was mainly ios where like you could have customized wallpapers and things like you know change like the font of the the kind of like text on your wallpaper and stuff like that it's the I, I feel like the hardware stuff has reached a point where it's like, well, nah, it's the user experience stuff. You know, like the watch yeah. had the new watch has this interesting thing that's called like double tap, I think, where on the wrist that the hand where the, it's on the watch is on your wrist. If you double tap your thumb and your index finger, it basically acts as like a play pause or oh. or. or or like answer call stop call that's that's pretty fucking cool isn't it? which yeah which like that 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 unless you're lovely. a jazz club <laughs> yeah <laughs> no but i mean i i think that that's a that's a pretty cool feature yeah and I, I, yeah i was literally just like going all right that's pretty fucking cool actually yeah <laughs> and it's that quality of life stuff that like, like it feels like they need to focus on now like they they always talk about how much power how much more powerful they are and it's like if you've got a phone within the last two three years have you really ever gone oh that's a bit slow mm. you know like so yeah i i'm a little down on it but at the same time like noel and jord are both planning on upgrading and it's like noel's coming from a 12 mini yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I'll be upgrading literally because, like, my upgrade's a year overdue and I can't go a day, I, I can't go full day on my battery. Okay, so, so you, you are as well. That's interesting. Cool, yeah, cool, cool. So it, it's one of those where by, if if my battery lasted a full day, I, I probably wouldn't wouldn't bother. My phone is fine, um, you know, and I, it's it, it's not, there's no scratches on it. There's no, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. Um do I wish it had a little bit of a bigger uh, memory? Maybe, but it's not. I don't really store that much on my phone. Um, so, yeah, but it is that literally I, I can have it fully charged um, when I go um, into work. And I don't use my phone often for work. I do use it a bit at work, but I will have to charge it at some point before I finish. Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm... Um... So I'm looking at my phone now. I took it off charge at like basically six this morning. It's got thirty percent left. Oh, I I I took mine off charge at when I set off at um when I got up at four. Um and by bear in mind it was I wasn't really using it for a lot of that time and it was plugged into my car player until like half five. Um so effectively it'll have been fully charged at half five when i went into work and i was having to recharge it because it had hit 36 percent um at about one o'clock 
Yeah, I mean that's that's yeah that's yeah. rough. Yeah. So it, 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 like I wasn't watching videos on it or anything like that. I wasn't taking photos. It was literally the odd sending a text, you know, fucking, you know, as I'm walking around. Because a lot sometimes on the morning, a lot of my job is walking from one place to another to pick things up. So I'll have a quick scroll and bits like that. So there was bits like that, but there was no there was no heavy duty uh, work on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's time. You know, that's time to upgrade. Mm. You know, um, and you'll. I'm, I'm sure you'll really like it. I mean, like seriously, like the, the the camera on these fucking phones these days, and like for night photography as well. They're 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 wonderful. They're so good. Well, the um, thing is, I, I'm looking at, and you pointed something out which, which did make me go, "That's a little bit naughty." That is Apple. Of the fact that um, of the colour comparisons um, of them being, and this is what you said, so I'm not stealing anything. I'm definitely crediting Ian on this one. Was the the standard sort of version, the 15, is very Barbie, and then that the, the the Pro, what is it one, is like the Oppenheimer colours. And you, you are quite right, but then it does feel a little bit like they do feel almost like they're going, hey, guys, you want the Max, don't you? Girls, you'll be all right with this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are you are you going for the 15 or the 15 Pro? I might go Pro. I'm just going to see um, just how much extra it's going to be for me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Because the thing is, I, I, I'm looking at it going, I care because I would like one of those colours. Do I care? I'm not. The tech doesn't really affect me that much. And do I care enough if it's going to cost me an extra like 25, 30 quid a month? Probably not. So like the 15 starts from 799. The Pro starts from 999. So over a 24 month contract, say, that's going to be less than a tenner a month extra. Yeah, which I, I, I... you know, if you said to me, hey, you can have this or you can have this and it'll cost you like an extra eight quid a month, but it'll be in a colour you like. I'm kind of looking at going, do you know what? I maybe might be swayed by that. Yeah. And look, with the Pro, you get you get the ultra wide camera as well, which I actually use quite a lot. I'll be absolutely honest. Um, you'll get you'll get a better but you'll get a better battery. Um, and does it, does it, does it, does it have, yeah, so it's also got on the side, it's got what they're calling an action button, yeah, which instead of, in, instead of the mute, like rocker, the mute, unmute rocker, it's a button that you can program to kind of launch something. And like most people seem to be going like, oh, I will just be my open the camera button. And like on, on, I think that would actually be really useful to just have it on the side, like especially if it's like something you need to take a photo of real, pardon me, real quick. Just press camera app up, shoot, and you don't get that with the 15. Um, I will, even though I will say, saying that they've got an action button on the Ultra as well, and it is the most useless fucking thing in the world. <laughs> Uh, but then there's not there's not so many things that you necessarily need to open really quickly on your watch so like i press it it just opens the workout app which i actually need to remember because all i ever do is go to the menu and scroll to workout <laughs> that's it really. it's the shortcut bits that you install and then you never use them as shortcuts <laughs> yeah yeah no it's yeah it's it, it, exactly that exactly that um but yeah i yeah 
I, I, I don't know. Next year will probably. I'll be honest. Next year, if the watch, they're going to do a watch redesign. If it comes with a bigger screen and the kind of battery that's in the Ultra now, I'll probably downgrade the Ultra. Just like people do, like in, in when I'm in the office, people go like, "What's that?" You know, just like like kind of like a "What the fuck is that?" You know, and it, it, it yeah. you know, it's like uh, it, it, it doesn't, it looks like something a fucking scuba diver would use. And that's the whole kind of like, that's the whole thing that they're going for. They're going for like the extreme sports people. And like Noel's taking the piss out of me yesterday saying like, oh, I'll bet you'll be taking it up the mountain this weekend, you know, like, and it, it, it but, and it, it's like, I, I bought it because it's got a really fucking good battery and a bigger screen. I I I am I prefer the form factor of the traditional Apple Watch. It's it, it's one of those, yeah. I, I, the thing is, I'm itching for a new watch, um, but yeah, they just don't. They just I just don't think that they've got anything that they can go enough to say, right, this is the upgrade. It, no. it's, it they, they they've 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 kind of they've reached a little bit of a tech plateau, but maybe not in terms of the actual, I think the tech is definitely improving, but it's how they can best sort of show off with it. It, it, the, it, the next thing that I think will be really good for the watch, they've been working on this for years, is the non-invasive blood glucose monitoring. Yeah. Like be it, like being able to kind of monitor that kind of thing. Just like the more these things can do, for like health benefits you know i i like i i i I think would really be wonderful like last year the the last watch and the the watch ultra they introduced like the body temperature thing and you know that that's actually really interesting because it was like and it works because when i had covid what was that last year um it fucking spiked you know, and it's like it's just for like when you're feeling a little bit under the weather, it's actually quite reassuring to just have a look at the body temperature thing and like see whether you're actually peaking at all. Yeah. But it's a little bit of an edge case. Don't get me wrong. But it's like the the, the, the watch. I mean, it's, it's fascinating because the watch originally they did. They advertised it as like a fashion icon thing. Um, I was. Oh, God. That, what the fuck was the name of that book that I listened to the audio book of? There was this um, audio book after, after Steve, which was like basically chronicling after Steve Jobs died, what happened with Apple through focusing with, on Johnny I for like one chapter, focusing on Tim Cook for another. And they were talking about how Johnny Ive like conceived of the watch as like this beautiful thing. And it, it was going to be fashionable. And then within a year, like reaction and sales had died off so much that they just completely re-geared it and it was like this one of the things that kind of drove johnny ive like to start breaking away from apple because it was like a big thing for johnny ive and they just completely took it in a different direction but it was right taking it in a health direction was the right thing to do. The fact it's got an ECG on there, the fact that it monitors blood oxygen. As I'm going into my 40s, like a guy with like a pretty fucking serious history of heart disease on my dad's side, it's it's going to be reassuring in the future. It's like as soon as I get anything about AFib on this fucker, I'm I'm booking in time with the doctor. The thing is, you're not going to... 
you're not going to get it to be a fashion watch because watches already exist and you know there, there's an element of of you know people like to have a nice watch and don't wrong i have an apple watch and i like my apple watch and it is a nice watch um but the health thing of it yeah and using it as a fitness thing or as a health monitor that is what that is where the market is going to be it's just looking i love looking at them like the metrics uh, after i've been for a run you know, and like my VO2 max level, which is like a cardio fitness indicator and all that, that good stuff. I fucking love that. If the watch, the phone, the AirPods, whatever, can give me more of those kinds of data points, num, 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 num. I'll eat that all up. But not, you know, not everybody will. I think it's I, because um, I've had a, I, I ruptured something in my back a while ago. Uh, well, about four weeks ago. Um, and I decided it made me then at that point go, right, I need to start getting, you know, once this is gone, I need to start getting back into just getting a little bit of general, you know, weight wise, I'm not too bad, could do with using a couple of pounds, but I'm, I'm kind of working on that. But I could just do with upping my levels of fitness because since lockdown, they've, they've, they've just dropped. I was quite a fit guy and then just lockdown because I wasn't doing the general day to day bits that I was doing. And I was just topping those up rather than adding to them that I, that I would normally do my fitness levels have, have decreased and I do think that also having COVID I felt that they've decreased since that as well um, so I decided to start doing something about that so I, I did like a first like Apple fitness uh, workout thing and thought I'll just do one of these and just see what it's like mm-hmm. and it literally was I started it and it just pinged straight to my watch and went right do you want to start it on your watch and I was like all right fine mm-hmm. started on my watch and then I mean, there'll be people that listen to this that have done them. I'll be going, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's then, and then your watch basically, like the, the fitness bit on your watch is basically in the corner of the screen as you're doing the fitness bit. And oh, I'm that's going, great. Yeah. This is fucking great. Yeah, it's that, rad, isn't it? That, that, that's, that's, that's my heart rate there. It's how many calories I'm burning. And now, and then it started telling me, right, you're in, a, you're in, a, you're in the right heart rate zone right now. And then it was basically saying, right, it's flashing saying it needs to slow down a little bit more and then it needs to build and i'm going this is fucking great and this is literally just from the thing i have on my wrist yeah it's wonderful yeah. It, it, like like just yeah wonderful um so it, it, it's now maybe go yeah need to get a fucking exercise bike <laughs> yeah 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 you need to uh, uh, get a job that appreciates work-life balance a little bit more so you can work out as well. But anyway... I do, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, oh, I'm hosting, aren't I? Yeah, uh, yeah. has anything happened in the movie news this week? Sure. <sighs> sure. Um, well, uh, Poor Things won the Golden Lion at Venice. Yep. Uh, we, you know, great. Looking forward to it. Fucking January. Um... I, yeah, I, I, do you know what? I don't know. I mean, like, have, have you seen the rumours that um, that Scorsese apparently is going to start work on his next film in February? Well, I mean, if he fucking can. Oh yeah, obviously if he can. But yeah, that's the the, the plan is to start um, is to start the 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 full casting um, process uh, in February and to start shooting in the middle of next year. What is it? 
it's a it's written by the same because the the guy who wrote Kills of the Flower Moon because Kills of the Flower Moon is a um, is a factual account of um, of the Osage murders. The same guy has written now a uh, a fiction book about a mutiny um, on a um, on a boat on a ship in the 1700s. Um, I can't remember what it what it's about. I remember reading it, but not the book, but a synopsis of the book. Um, and uh, Scorsese and DiCaprio apparently really like the book and so have uh, optioned it and that's the next one they want to start making next year fair enough wow yeah and it's just and i saw a little quote with someone who was was um and spoke of course this was before um strike things not related directly to this but somebody sort of asked him and said you know are you going to take a little bit of time between, you know, this and your next film? And he's like, no. He's <laughs> like, no, I want to literally, I want this film to come out and then we move on and then I move on to the next one. So, so I will be shooting something next year. And like, oh, so you don't want to take time? He's like, I just don't have that much time. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, fucking just fair enough. Go, mm. keep going, you know. Um, that can segue us quite nicely on uh, have you seen the new um, Killers of the Flower Moon trailer I have yeah yeah well, it's well, good it's good isn't it so it's De Niro deploying a tactical Leo to fucking yep. Native American woman ingratiate himself in there so that they start basically what like making families within that community so that the money starts flowing to white people I mean, fucking hell. Yep. But, it's, it's, and then they start killing the the locals. Yep, because it's not because that plan isn't moving quick enough. <laughs> it's just, it's it's another one. And, and, and I really think we're saying um, I can't remember who wrote it, but basically this is another Scorsese seems to do these movies that basically attack American greed. And this is another one of those. Yeah, I mean, hey, it, it looks cracking. You know, tickets are on sale now. Yeah. Um, you know, we're a month out, but uh, yeah, tickets are on sale now. And um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it looks that this was the trailer that's like, right, okay, sell it to a wide audience. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like, I feel like it will, it will do that job. I feel like this is gonna do, this is gonna do pretty well. Apple are going to make and Paramount are going to make some good money on this. And then yeah. Apple and uh, Sony are going to make some good money on Napoleon because releasing films in the cinema helps people make money. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? Who'd have thunk? Um, what other trailers did you did you get to it? Uh, OK, so. um oh, fuck. One I literally watched like an hour ago. It was new Blumhouse one. Oh, girl. is it totally killer? Yeah, girl goes yeah. back to the eighties. What did you think uh, to this trailer? I mean, I mean, I'll watch it. I'll like, watch if, it. If it was like a ninety-minute-long film on Prime or something like that, sure, yeah. why not? Um, yeah. I, I was very much like, I, I, I want to watch this, but I don't want to watch this trailer anymore. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. I get that. 
Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. Like, it's one where I probably wouldn't bother going to see it in the cinema, if I'm honest, but watching it at home. I mean, it was it come out 6th of October, so week after that, we're in Portugal. That feels like one I'll happily watch on the iPad by a pool. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, that it, it's got Friday night or Saturday day night movie written all over it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give that a go. Uh, what else have we got? What else have we got rocking and rolling? Aquaman teaser. <laughs> yeah, I didn't watch this because the trailer's coming out, innit? So it's like, all right, well, I'll just wait for the trailer. Yeah. Um, you know, when you when, when there was all those reports coming out saying that this film was basically unwatchable, um, and so that's why they're having to do so many reshoots. Mm. Yeah, from the teaser, I was looking at it going... They might have a point, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks. The thing is, nobody's really expecting anything out of nope. that now. Like, if it's good or if it does well, that will just be a pleasant surprise. Otherwise, it will just be like, well, yeah, we're expecting this anyway. Yeah, that's it. It's it, it's bonkers. I don't... Yeah, I just... I don't, I don't get... I don't get it. If they, the thing is, if they didn't release it, nobody would ask the question. Hey, when's Aquaman two coming out? Yeah, I mean that that one feels very much like if the strike's still not resolved, God forbid, they'll just release it anyway because it's content, and they're maybe not that bothered about it. Yeah, that's it. And it's like no one wants to fucking promote this movie anyway. So yeah. Yeah. So they just won't. We'll just keep showing fucking footage of uh, my mum at that Metallica concert. <laughs> good. <laughs> it was good. He looked like he was really enjoying that much bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, any any others? Um, hmm. Maybe not. You know. What I will say is I saw the trailer for before um, the nun, which my screening was actually right. So as well, little little grumble. We'll get onto the nun later on, but uh, minor little grumble. Um, I think I might have mentioned it last week, but Cineworld has started doing this really annoying thing of only showing movies in the upgradable formats that you have to pay uh, for. Yeah, yeah. I so that, yeah. our choices uh, for watching The Nun were either Super Screen um, or um, 4DX. Um, and so we had to um, we had to do it um, on uh, 4DX. But it was a busy audience, um, and in that audience, we did get the trailer that you just mentioned there, uh, the Sorex trailer, and the audience reaction was they were fucking into it, like really, really into it. Which oh, yeah. Go. And it was quite busy. You know, the, the 4DX screen was about half full, um, mm. but no. And it made me go, I kind of want to see Saw X now with this audience, (laughs) like like, these people. And and speaking of Saw X, I've just sent you a link in the chat. They've done a, they appear to have done a parody of that Nicole Kidman Odeon, we come to this place to... (laughs) 
I just need to watch this. Right, we'll both watch it. We'll both mute. <laughs> and then we'll watch it and then go back. Somehow, self-amputation feels good in a place like this. Traps. They make movies better. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Traps. They make movies better. I, I, I like... Somehow self-amputation feels good in a place like this, or whatever the fuck he just said. Good on him. The bit, it's the bit where he's going up the stairs and it just and he just goes, oh, <laughs> oh, well played, whoever was sat there and went, guys, I've got an idea, but can you just give me like, can I have the doll and like half a day? <laughs> That's fucking, I mean, it's like, going up, that's fucking great. <laughs> I, I just, just, I always love the story of that doll, of um, James Wan and Lee Wanell basically having to pay for an extra ticket on the plane for when they were going to pitch Saw <laughs> for the doll. <laughs> and then realising afterwards that because they'd obviously booked a little bit in advance that their tickets were actually less than the dolls. Oh, funny. <laughs> Fucking hell, good on them. That's, yep. that, that, I mean, like, you know, you can't have your, like, actors, like, promote shit at the moment, so just do some random <laughs> bollocks like that. Yeah, well played for that. That's Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Good on them. Uh, guys, just go watch it. Torex, uh, we come to this place. It's it's really quite quite well played. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoyed um, that a great deal. Yeah. Is that it for trailers? Did did we? I don't think we did actually because it, it it came out six days ago apparently Thanksgiving. We did not know. Yeah. So Eli Roth has done the Thanksgiving trailer from Grindhouse as a full film. <laughs> I haven't seen this. He's done like the full film. He's actually made it. Yeah. Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know. Uh. It, interesting because they was they were supposed to be doing re they were doing reshoots on Borderlands and he couldn't do that. So uh, the guy who directed Deadpool did them. Tim Miller. Um. And he did Thanksgiving instead. Um. And yeah, I don't know. Looks like a slasher film, you know. Sure. Yeah, that's it. Fuck it. I'm I'm going to watch you know that kind of vibe for me live off again. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Absolutely. So. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's 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 stuff. There's there's still there there is still stuff like coming out. You know, it, it just uh, could. Uh, are we are we still going to be saying that in six months' time? I really <laughs> when, hope so. When Thanksgiving's been delayed and it's coming out at the cinema in March. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's the only thing out that week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, let's wait and see. <laughs> um, right. We'll get to our first review. Um, so. The Last Voyage of the Demeter um, is directed by Andrea Overdale. Um, what was it he did again? Uh, scary Troll Stories Hunter. to Tell in the Dark, yeah. Troll Hunter. Yeah, he's been about. Yeah. 
uh, and stars people. Stars some people. Um, Corey Hawkins, uh, Aislinn Francisay, Liam Cullingham is in there. Uh, Woody Norman uh, is in there. Great kid name. Yeah. Uh, who I believe was actually the kid in Cobweb. Yeah. So I, were, I, I watched two of his movies like in like a week. Nice. Yep. I watched half of the kids' um, filmography in a week. What did um, IMDb say about it? A crew sailing from Vanna, Bulgaria, by the Black Sea to England, find that they are carrying a very dangerous cargo. Well, it's basically, it's the story of the chapter, a captain's log, from um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, Boys to Demeter, Ian, what did you think? So this film sunk without a trace at the US <laughs> box office last month. It's yep. been taken off the release calendar here. Um, this will 100% just turn up on iTunes randomly in a few months' time. Yeah. Um, it's. I don't. I don't quite get how it was greenlit. It's not awful. It looks really good. I think it's got really good production value, good score. It, Perfor- per- performance is not bad. This has been like in like development um, in terms of like scripts and bits and story and like around for about 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And I between between the performance of this and Renfield, I am a little bit stop making Dra- trying to make Dracula happen. <laughs> yep. Um I, I I thought it was pretty dull. Um really, really depressing. It's not a fun night at the movies. Um but you know, which is not a surprise given that the rest of Dracula happens after this. <laughs> um I I thought, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting that you know, so spoiler alert for the end of the film, Corey Hawkins' character, basic, it, it, they're almost like setting up a sequel where he's going to be like trying to stop Dracula in London. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of interesting that they're rewriting Bram Stoker's Dracula in a way here where there's a thing, for it, there's a scene during the film where Corey Hawkins is talking about how, you know, he trained as a doctor and whenever he got like an opportunity, they realised he was black and wouldn't give it to him. And it's almost like there's kind of like a meta commentary about this is the story that like of the real story of the last voyage of the Demeter, where usually the black guy got got written out. But this time we're telling the true story, which I don't know. I think there's kind of like an interesting commentary thing in there, accidentally or otherwise. Um, but I maybe I was just grasping onto that because apart from that, you've got a couple of like Im- impressively gnarly scenes. Um, mm-hmm. Thinking particularly of not only does Woody Norman's character die, but then he like he becomes the undead and then immediately just burns the fuck to death. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, like that that that's that's something. Um, but yeah, like it's nearly two hours long. It's pretty glacially paced. Yeah. And you just, you know, like 
there's a large chance a lot of the audience going in know the fucking and especially going in to actually actively watch this film will know what this was about and if you didn't the fact that at the start it starts with the ship fucking crashed you know it, it it's it, it's a spoiler alert for an oh. hour and 40 minutes time yeah it's i think my issue with the movie is that it's it, it you could make a really fun gnarly um genre pick out of this um and have it be that it's just quite that it's you know it's like I say, it's got some good fucking violence in it um but the issue just it's so boring at points though like you watch you eat like you said it's glacially paced but something will happen and then what something will happen on the ship and it it it, it trains they don't know what happens so they'll all get together um, and they'll talk about it and one guy will be sat in the corner like peeling an apple and then eating it. He'll be fully knife appling it and, you'll, and they'll be talking about it and going, oh, bad luck, bad luck having a woman on ship. And then, it'll all, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll do their normal bits and then come night again, something will happen and then they'll all sit around and someone will have an apple and they'll be carving it with a knife and they'll go, oh, bad luck to a woman on ship and you're going, wait, this happened like 20 minutes ago. What's going on? And then that happens again. And it just, it feels a little bit like you've got guys talking, then somebody gets murdered, then guys talk about that person getting murdered, then somebody gets murdered, then guys talk about that person getting murdered. And you're there going, Jesus fucking Christ, Dracula's on the ship. Why is this not more interesting? And that, you know, and the Dracula himself is dull. Yep. It's just Nosferatu design. Yeah. Well done, guys. Yeah. Not even anything interesting in it. You, even I was like at the end when he when when he's there in the bar, I was going, wouldn't it be cool if like they got somebody? You know, it isn't gonna be like a oh, big stuff. And it's like they're gonna do that as well. Yeah. They've got somebody to fucking do it, but you go, oh fuck, it's blah. And then you look at it and go, oh, it's just it, it's just Dracula. And it, yeah, if and, and frankly, if anyone saw that fucking guy in Victorian London, immediately they'd be like, burn him, that's not right. Yeah, what the fuck's going on with this guy? You know, I, you don't even like wink at him or anything like that. He just kind of looks and makes a noise. And he like taps, like tap brushes him or something, doesn't he? He like taps yeah. him or something. Along and, the scar along his neck, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I... It's a very, very odd misfire, this one. Yeah. Really, really, really odd. It's... Like you say, the, in terms of, like, it's a decent... It's a decent enough-looking movie, apart from the fact that everything is just blue and dark. You are... Yeah, but... But, but they, they they capture the claustrophobia yeah. well, and like the scenes at night where like the the ships kind of like bobbing about all over the place. It's, it's well done. Like Andre Overdahl is a good is a good director. Yeah, it, it, it's it's well visually directed, um, I, and there's an interesting story somewhere there, but it's just tighten it up. 
give it a little bit more violence. Have the crescendo actually do something rather than it just be nothingness. Like, you're looking going, I mean, he, 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 it's not like miraculous that he survived that. <laughs> No, yeah, not at all. No, no, you're right. The ship doesn't sink. It it still crashes. And it's like, so hang on a minute. You know it's got special powers, but you think that that what a mass that might have hit it because you did jump off before that. That's it. (laughs) And bless her, that girl. She had a fucking rough go of it, didn't she? Oh, yeah. Helps him out. And it's like, yeah, I've known for days I'm fucked. And then just... I think, yeah, and again, just, you know, it's just really depressing. She just floats out to sea and then just starts fucking burning up. It's like, oh, all right then, great. I, 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 you, yeah. I was watching it go, go, going, going, wait a minute. So she's just going to row out into sea and just essentially wait to die. And then it's like, oh, yeah, the sun's come up. Oh, that's going to be a fucking delight, isn't it? <laughs> I just go back again to Woody Norman, like, you know, where it's like that kid, you know, he gets attacked. He doesn't die straight away. And then he dies. And then like Liam Cunningham's just like, he's not dead. I just saw him move. It's like, well, fuck. All right. What's going to happen now then? And to be fair, I didn't necessarily expect he's going to open up his eyes, go to attack his dad, immediately just fucking burn. (laughs) Yep. And, you know, it's got it's got that nasty thing to it but it hasn't got the oh fuck yeah like kind of like entertaining nastiness it's just fucking it's just a really depressing film (laughs) it's just bleak yeah and And but but like you say it basically starts by going oh no one survived this (laughs) if you read this i'm fucking dead yeah cool looking forward to seeing your story bud (laughs) yeah it's like well, somebody did survive it. <laughs> you liars. Well, yeah, I just... Yeah, man. Like, hour and 50 minutes odd of just... I really could be doing something more productive with my time here. Like, it's not entertaining bad. Nope. It's not... It, it's not... You can appreciate it good. Yeah. It's v- very, very touching cloth. And I'm only saying that because there is the odd surprising moment and it, you know, it's got some, it's got some production value behind it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm into, I'm, I'm, in, I'm into shit with it, unfortunately. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very hovering between a two and a 2.5 out of five. And you, you, you could talk me down to a two. You could. I, I give it, a, I give it a two. And I, it, it's a, it's not a, I hear it, it's an absolute piece of shit too. No. Which, uh, but I'm very much like, I still think it's a very good film. <laughs> and I, no, I'm it, kind of a little bit upset about that because the thing is, for me, saying anything at sea is horror enough as it is. <laughs> so I, then adding like fucking, Dr- but yeah, like you said, Dracula, it is a little bit like, it's been done literally to death. So... And do something interesting with it, or don't bother. Then there needs to be sexy Dracula again, is what needs to happen. They just need to go full fucking tilt sexy Dracula. Yeah, and not not Dominic Purcell's sexy Dracula from um, Blade 3. (laughs) 
No, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Who <laughs> seems more like a confused Dracula? Yeah, you 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 need Dracula who fucks. That's that's yeah. what needs needs to happen at this point. Yeah. Um, our audience poll: definite shit, thirteen percent. Touching cloth, twenty five percent, and shit, sixty three percent. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, can't really disagree with too much of that. Mm. Uh, right, Ian. What what else have you been up to this week? Uh, so we we watched the first forty five minutes of the live action Little Mermaid. All right. Um, I'm unsure whether we'll go back to it. Oh. Um, that, that impressed. Which is why I'm going to talk about it now, and then I'll just maybe briefly touch on it if if we end up doing it. Like so, basically, Melissa McCarthy kind of MVP so far. That uh, not surprising. She's really, really committed. The voice is great. Um, like it's she's playing a character, and that that's wonderful. Um, does, does her husband play like her hair or something? I, do you know what? At one point, I actually thought her husband was going to turn up in a shot. <laughs> like, it, 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 yeah uh in all seriousness but no not, at least not so far um the the guy who plays the love interest in real life i think is only five years older than Halle Berry or Bailey looks like he's like 10 15 years older um he's got ever so slight double chin of a guy who should not be playing the little mermaid's love interest he just yeah. looks he just looks a bit old. And if I was Javier Bardem who played the king in this, I would also probably be, yeah, I'm not too happy about that. <laughs> um and yeah, I mean Flounder look it looks photo real and it's just fucking weird because it's just like a little fish flopping about. That that, that that's this is the bit. That, that gets me with this. This is why these things don't work. The reason why the Disney classics work is because they are cartoonish. They are cartoon images of what, you know, cartoon fish would look like. If you have a photo real fucking crab or fish singing, that's just weird. Yeah, and it, it yeah, yeah, quite. I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they've done part of that world they've done under the sea and they're fine i mean hallie bailey's got a, a really good voice but that's almost like the minimum re- requirement for the role mm. um maybe maybe we'll watch the rest of it we've got like another fucking hour and a half to go Jeez. and the original the original is like 80 minutes long this is like two hours 20 which it, it almost feels a little bit like they ha- they, they're having to um, they're having to have these run times to justify the fact that it costs $260 million. Yeah, and I mean, uh, look, and it didn't do that well either. About 600 so it probably just about broke even. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, like, it's not going to be an embarrassment, but the live-action remake of The Little Mermaid should probably do better. And frankly, I think, you know, it's just because there would be no word of mouth about this at least from what i've seen but hey i haven't seen the whole thing so fair play but man like you know lottie was up for it like she's prime like age for this kind of thing and 
she just turned to us and was like, I've only got 20 minutes till uh, till bedtime and I'd rather do something else. And it was like, yeah, do you know what, kid? Fair enough. Turn it off. Yeah. You know, so there, there, there we are. Maybe, you know, we started watching it on Sunday. It's now Wednesday and we still haven't got back to it. So I'm not holding out too much hope. I don't say hope. I don't particularly want to watch the rest of it. Um, uh, okay. So there's, there's that. Uh, no F1 this weekend, so I won't talk about that too much. What I will say, it's the Singapore Grand Prix this weekend. They're racing at nine o'clock at night. It's going to be about 30 degrees centigrade. Apparently, the drivers are expected to lose half a stone in body weight over the course of the roughly hour and a half long race. Yep. Fucking bananas. Bonkers of that. Bananas. I mean, I get they're paid an awful lot of money, but I feel like I'd be filing a workplace grievance. <laughs> so, you know, there, there, there's that. But yes, Singapore, looking forward to it. Uh, the qualifying is at the same time as Cardiff Swansea, which I'll be watching in the Airbnb with Noel and Adam. Um, so I'm taking the Skystream box with me. So... <laughs> Nice. so we can watch it um yeah it's it's funny none of us are going to cardiff so what they're actually going to the the game in person because it's like it's 7 45 kickoff on a saturday and it's the south wales derby oh <laughs> that's gonna be tasty yeah like it and like it's like we our seats are not a million miles away from the away supporters and they're gonna be man yeah, yeah i i can't i cannot fucking believe south wales police let that match go yeah that's a bit bonkers yeah on a saturday as well on a saturday you I do see, that i can see it on like a working tuesday or wednesday but a saturday <laughs> No, if you get like that's a half twelve in the afternoon, yeah. and I'm not complaining because if it was half twelve, I wouldn't be able to watch it. But, uh, but yeah, the uh, it's during it's actually during the Singapore qualifying as well, which is quite annoying. But it is what it is. Um, and I, it's like for next week's show, I'm not going to be recording with you guys next week because it's Cardiff Coventry on Tuesday night. Um, yeah. but. Might do some recording with Noel and Adam. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we get up to. But then you'll, beyond, you'll still be getting a show, guys. What we'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, beyond that, um, yeah. So I watched the first two of the recent Star Trek films uh, for the first time in a good long while, actually. So um, the O9 JJ Abrams film, um, which still slaps, to be fair. Um, really really propulsive just goes and goes and goes and barely lets up really good story mm. uh, like about like kirk living up to like the legacy of his father i think that's well done the the spock half human half vulcan thing and how kirk has to kind of like deal with that um there's a whole thread about kirk taking uh, taking control of the ship by trying like spoiler for star trek by um you know trying to prove that spock has been emotionally compromised by the mission and just like the character dynamics there are really really well drawn out eric banner's a really fun villain um 
yeah, it's a very, very, very entertaining couple of hours. Um, A lot of lens flare. There's a lot of lens flare. Yeah, yeah. Um, so mate, one of the greatest openings of a blockbuster film in recent memory as well. Um, hell of a way to to start a movie. Um, you know, Chris Hemsworth before four playing Kirk's dad. Yeah. Um, like yeah, really, really well drawn opening section. You know, and all the characters get get you know get their moments as well. Like Sulu gets a good sword fight. Um. Chekhov gets a nice bit of comedy. The Uhura Spock relationship in this is really interesting. Um and yeah, I I I I I think it's just a really, really good time at the movies is is Star Trek. As is, for the most part, Star Trek into Darkness. We did we uh, we went to watch this on the day of Mike's wedding, I believe. Day, yeah, day before Mike's wedding. The day before was it, yeah. Mm-hmm. so and i think that might be the only time i've actually seen it previous maybe once after i don't know now this film is not the fun rollicking along experience that the first one is you know it's called into darkness after all um but for the most part I think it still retains that energy that the first one did. They kind of expand the scope. It is Kirk having to prove that he's worthy of the seat again, which is a bit bullshitty. But they do introduce the the, the good angle of he's driven by revenge. People around him are telling him this mission isn't right. And him just going, yeah, but we just want to kill this guy. Um and the way that that then that then plays into the hands of Peter Weller's character, spoiler alert, is what like one of the antagonists of the film is is very well played out. The problem with this film is the fan servicey nature around Khan, mm. where Benedict Cumberbatch is perfectly decent in this. He's he's fine. The fact that he's playing a character who was previously played by Ricardo Montalban is a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact he's called Khan is definitely a choice when he's Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, he's yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, for fuck's sake. Um, that never has been a more perfect name for that face. No, no, exactly, exactly. And the last half hour is just this what the fuck are you doing where they reverse the spock sacrificing himself in the wrath of khan and they do the like both hands up on the glass and spock shouts khan bold and it's because in wrath of khan that is so fucking good (laughs) yeah yeah and then it's Spock chasing Khan around a street and then they're having a punch up and it it, it it's just and, and, and they, I mean they they have to make sure that he's alive for a proposed sequel so like no nah, you got to keep him alive he gets bonked on the head and the next time you see Khan he's chirogenically frozen job done we got his super blood Kirk's back 
And it it is just where where the first one kind of feels like it's respectful and it's trying to push things. The second one's like, right, we've got three months to write this. Go, 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 go. It feels it feels like it needed more time to cook and it needed to not just go for the fanboy thing. Because Star Trek, Nero, new villain, motivation, all new. Into Darkness, the idea that there's somebody in the Federation who wakes up Khan because he needs an old school military mind to take the fight to the Klingons because he thinks the Federation has gotten weak is an interesting idea. What's not interesting is Khan and Kirk sacrificing himself and Khan having special blood. Yeah. So there we are. Uh, I've watched the, the first 20 minutes of Star Trek Beyond. I'll talk about it more next week uh, or next time I, I'm on. It is very, very obvious that J.J. Abrams does not direct it. Like how just immediately different it is. Who was it who directed it? I think it was Justin Lin. Was it? Yeah, because he's like a massive, massive Trekkie. I've seen it a couple of times. I always remember really liking it. Yeah, it... it, it I, it, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about beyond like Nate, Nate signed around really, but it just, yeah, it's stuck. Yeah. yeah, it, it co-wrote, didn't it? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it just, it starts off with like uh, Kirk. Well, not starts off, but pretty soon after about this voiceover about how he's in deep space. He's a bit bored. Everything's become a little bit episodic. <laughs> and then it's way more just kind of like an episode of the show or something. I don't know. It is, yeah. It, you, and you can, you can tell that's a Simon Pegg line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite. Um, you know, we'll talk about it, but I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. But yeah, Into Darkness, like I, I enjoyed it more than I remembered. It's just that last half hour or so is really, really bad. But it's all right until then. I, I, I think I might rewatch these at some point soon but I'm, I'm thinking that it might be quite good um the nights have got a little bit darker <laughs> kind sure. of trilogy to do sure yeah this is i mean this is great like after the the pre-titles there's just this great being into darkness where it's noel clark um yeah. and like and it's like this like what what's going on thing where it's like his daughter's got some sort of disease and you know, Khan's like, I can save her. And then Noel Clark basically becomes a suicide bomber. And it's just this really quite eye-opening, like, way to get the story going. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's interesting as Into Darkness. It's just the the, the, the more base fan service-y elements of it really take away from, from the overall effect of the film in a way that it doesn't in, in Star Trek because they're trying to do new stuff with their timeline and stuff. So then the fact that they just revert back with this one, it, 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 it just feels lazy. It feels rushed. But yeah, there you are. Uh, that's me this week. Cool. Right. Uh, I'll do the trilogy I watched first. I watched these on my own, not with uh, Becky, and I've only watched one with Becky. But it was a 
there's a there's a there's a bigger thing than just a film I want to talk about with that one. Um, but I rewatched the Hangover trilogy because it was about time because it's been a while since I've watched it. It was about damn time. Yeah. Uh, so I rewatched it. Uh, and, and, you know, long term listeners will know that I have a, a, a deep affection for these films and the fact that they are um, unashamedly what they are. Um, you know, the first one was an absolute, you know, sleeper fucking hit that came out of nowhere that ended up being, at the time, it, it was the. Um, it was the, the it was the highest grossing R-rated movie in the US ever, um, which surpassed Beverly Hills Cop, <laughs> uh, which is bonkers uh, for that. Um, and I think I remember reading something about saying that um, it was actually it was discussed apparently by the Academy for getting a Best Picture at one point, <laughs> uh, and then didn't quite make it <laughs> in the Silicon. Cup. Um, but it's the thing is, it's now what fourteen years since this came out, and it, it's probably not aged as badly as I thought it might have. And it's been about three or four years since I last watched it, and I was worried, thinking, oh God, what if it has just aged horribly? And this is a huge mistake to rewatch this, <laughs> um, because it was kind of it, it knew at the time. Do you know what? These guys are dicks, so we're, we're not going to hide the fact that they're dicks. But they're not—they're not walking around calling people fags or anything like that. Like some films, like I—I I was worried it might. Apart from the fact that uh, at the start of the movie, you do have paging Doctor Faggot, um, which again, it's one of those things we laughing. We we watch it going. The problem is, I know a guy like that. It is wild that I mean, okay, it's been like fourteen years. That's not a small amount of time, no. but it still feels like recent history enough yeah. that it's like things like that were still commonplace in mainstream films. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the thing is, that's one of the few um, where I, I actually saw um, Tom Fitz talking on a podcast about a couple of years ago. It was. Um, and they asked him, said, you know, you've done quite a few things in your movies. Um, you, you know, it, it was in relation to the, you know, things getting cancelled. Uh, is there anything you're worried about in the future? And he was very much like, no, I, I, I'm not, because I, I've never claimed that the people in the movies were good dudes or that you should act like these dudes. It's always these are idiots or do not do what these people are doing. Look at the carnage it's causing. Um and he said, however, I do regret. And that was the one line he said that he regretted. He was like, I do regret that. He said, because there were funnier jokes that weren't that word. He said, and he said, it's only like now, years later, that I look at it. And when people have explained and gone, look, this is why this word particularly is a little bit not too far, but a little bit unnecessary. And he's like, somebody explained it to me at a party, and I went, yeah, you're right. You're right, I'm wrong. All my hands up. Um, but, yeah, it's it's still fun. It's still stupid. It's still ridiculous. Um, and I still kind of enjoy it. 
and then I watched uh, The Hangover Part Two, which again I, I I still love, I still really enjoy. I still love the fact that none of them wanted to make a sequel. Um, Todd Phillips didn't want to make a sequel, so just asked for like a stupid amount of money, and then they said yes, <laughs> and so it was like shit, we've kind of got to make it. But all of the cast were very much like, this is like, you know, we we don't we don't have to be jobbing actors um, anymore. And the guys kind of were at the time, you know. You, you can take Cooper out of that a little bit because of the fact that of his upbringing and bits like that. But they were, you know, um, Zach Galifianakis was a jobbing actor. Ed Helms was a jobbing comedian. So. It was kind of like they all went, well, fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. And it's like, but I just want to make the same movie. But instead of it being somewhere nice, like Las Vegas, that's all plush, that looks, that's dripping in wealth. I want to make it in Bangkok where it just looks fucking just, just grim and horrible and just unpleasant and Mm. hot um, and just like shitty. So that if you look, if anybody looked the first one and went, and was saying, oh, man, that looked like a fucking great time. And we were there going, no, it didn't look like a great time. Would they, would they look at this? If they looked at this and went, that looks like a great time, you'd be like, seriously? It doesn't look like a great time. And it, it's not as good as the first, but it's still funny to me. And I admit that I might be... I'd say this, I might be in a minority. The film fucking made $600 billion. Mm. And then I like that three is just a, is an action film masquerading as a comedy. Sure, yeah, yeah. And it's just chaos and carnage. And you get John Goodman saying, you don't reason um, with chaos. Um the best thing you can do is lock it in your trunk and then shoot it. <laughs> and it's just, John Goodman is, he, he, the beauty of John Goodman is he's not actually doing anything funny in this. He's not being comedian John Goodman. He's being like crime boss John Goodman of being sinister. But, He's John Goodman, so he's pulling it off so well. And you watch it going, why is nobody ever, like, why why isn't John Goodman, like, adored more than he is? Because he is adored, but this guy should be, like, this guy should be Hollywood fucking royalty. Mm. And he's not. And that's such a shame, because he's John fucking Goodman. And he's wonderful. Um, but yeah, I I think, that, I, I don't think there's a person out there that loves The Hangover Part 3 as much as me. No, I think you're right. And I, I genuinely do adore this movie. It, it looks fucking brilliant in terms of the visuals of it. The movie looks brilliant. And for anybody who, and a lot of people were saying when Joker came out and were saying, you know, who'd have thought Todd Phillips could make a movie that looks this good and that is, you know, is this impressive? It's the guy who did the Hangover movies. And, and they're going, me? I thought that because 
I saw what was more in the Hangover movies than most people. He's such a fangirl. I am a fangirl for these, but, but I don't I don't care. Hey everyone. Becky's here. You're right, Bex. Um, and then and, and that's you've signaled this quite nicely. And then, so we went to what did we go and watch, Becky, at the cinema? Da, 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 da. Are you taking that, going back to a joke that I constantly make? Yeah. We didn't go to see Star Wars. We didn't go to see Star Wars. Uh, we, we went to see... We went to see Jurassic Park at the cinema. So just to give context to the joke, I do know that that was the Star Wars theme. Every time I'm watching anything Star Wars related, Mark hums the Jurassic Park theme. So I was just <laughs> referencing that. But uh, I do appreciate if you aren't, if you don't live in our house, you might not get that joke. Yeah, so that's... That's like whenever anybody mentions Shinder's List to me and I just say, like, oh, I really like the, the theme tune to Shinder's List. And they're like, what? And I'm like, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
like Owen Wilson wowing at everything. Yeah. Like it's very exciting for them. Uh, and you know, uh, Samuel Jackson is one of like he's a bigger character I in it than I remember. I forget that he's in this at all. And he's great yeah, in it. Yeah. Smoking on scene as on screen as well in a, in a family movie. Wild. Wild. Um, yeah. It, like, what a great experience. I remember seeing yeah, this yeah. back in like 1993 at the. Um, the view with other Warner Brothers cinema yeah. as, as it was at the time. It was so much better when it was Warner. And the thing is, it it, 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 it takes you back to there's a when Barbie and Oppenheimer came out, there was an awful lot of chatter around around the fact that um it was that most cinemas were just were, there was just a lot of screenings of Barbie and Oppenheimer. Mm. And that took up so many screens. But I remember Jurassic Park in a 12-screen cinema was on 11 screens. Mm. And there were still people literally queuing out of the building. Yeah. Because that was when you, your ticket got checked by somebody. Yeah. To get in. And I remember the queue was going, like, round the cinema and then out of the building. And, like, I, I remember queuing from outside yeah. to then get in and then snake around the cinema to then get into Jurassic Park. Because it was that big an event. It's such a spectacle, though. Like even even as a forty year old jaded, has seen loads of movies now person, it's like it takes you back to that. And and I think maybe if you watch it now, having not seen it when it came out and at that age, I still think you'd be. I don't think you'd have the same nostalgia for it. You don't have the same nostalgia, but I think. But it's still like it's just it's so big and wow it is it's, it was a, a great experience really yeah. loved it yeah it, it, it was it, it's it's a fantastic fucking it, it's like it's god tier family entertainment film i will say like since seeing dune on mm. imax this is the best cinema experience i've had yes i was oh, yeah. expecting it to be screened on film as well yeah, it was good, that, wasn't it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I had a feeling because... Um, they do that at the Parkway. Parkway have... Nice, have, good on. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, both. Have both. And, and, like, they... they When they do some of the retro screens, they, they, will, they will ask for, can we get a print? Mm-hmm. Rather That's than great. showing the, the, the digital copy. Definitely can we get a print? Um, and yeah, and when it came up and it was on film, I was like, grab Becky's leg in the place. He was like, try to like meerkat into the window to see which projector was nearest the window <laughs> beforehand. Yeah, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a beautiful experience. Like, I, I just, I think I might just give up on modern cinema and just only go and see legacy screenings from now on. <laughs> there's, there's some value to that, Bex. Fair play. Yeah. But- the thing it the thing there is what I will say, and I think I say it every time we go and watch a retro screening. These retro screens happen more often than you think, mm. uh, and it was quite busy as well, wasn't it? Yeah, which was uh, nice. which was nice. But the, the thing is, cinema used to exist literally on retro screenings. Things would screen, you know, ten years after the release, twenty years mm. after they were released. You know, the idea of of things only having one run at the cinema yeah. only became a thing, literally, like, realistic, like, the, like the, the early 90s. Um, yeah. And people should go and see these things more. Um, and 
Yeah, I just, I, I, like, if, if you have the opportunity and you're thinking, oh, I could watch it at home. No, if it's one of your, a movie that you truly like, even if you've seen it dozens of times, just go, go to them. Because it's an experience rewatching these movies. It's yeah. a completely different experience than rewatching it at home. Because you have that experience of, you can't, you can't go, ah, I'm just going to pause this for like five minutes. What? Oh my god, they showed Christine. When's that then? October nineteenth. We'll I, I, I don't think that will be filmed because that's a nationwide re release. Yeah, that won't be filmed. That's a City World, so it definitely won't be. Ah, oh, okay. I've, 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 I've not seen that at the cinema, so we are definitely going for Well, it. that, interestingly enough, didn't get a cinematic release in the UK when it came out. Well, we are. Really? Oh. That. Yeah, it was it technically it was a TV movie in the UK. This is Christine the car movie, just for clarification, not Christine the newscaster that killed herself, starring Rebecca Hall movie. No, it's not. What else have you been watching, Rebecca? Right, I'm going to be honest here. A new Stephen King book came out last week. I have watched nothing on my own. I thought you were finished. So you've not even finished watching the bunch of films that you were watching? No, I haven't. Right. Cool. Can we take a quick pee break then? Sure. Sorry, yeah. guys. Stephen King wins. <laughs> no, I do. No worries. What, what percentage are you through the book? Oh, should we have a look? Yeah. I am, according to my Goodreads app. <laughs> I love that these things exist. My books. 70% of the way through my books that I only have had three, four reading sessions with. Yeah. So and and Bex, when are you, when are you getting the PlayStation Five for Alec, uh, Alan Wake Two? Oh, I'm gonna have to see if I can get through Control first, aren't I? Evidently, so. We've got Control. Boy. Yeah, we have. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think you need to take control very, interest. It's very confusing though. It's a lot of confusing shit that goes on. It's very open world. It's not open world. It's well, no, just it's, it's like, not linear. Yeah, we'll see. It's not linear. I think you need to just deck deep dive. Last time you did that, you did deep dive, you, 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 you just did didn't you? Yeah. Just just mainline through the the main story. You know, if if you just keep to the main objective and ignore the side quests and stuff, you'll still be, like, levelled up enough through the game to beat it, because otherwise the side quest would be part of the main quest. I know, but I can't play like that. Then just took it up, Buttercup. <laughs> All right, hang on, hang on. Let me just go on how long to beat. How long to be control? Let's have a look now. Let's have a look now. Control. Right. If you're a completionist, 28 and a half hours. But that's like if you're going to like platinum it. Main and sides, 19 hours. You can smash out 19 hours on a game over a weekend, Rebecca. <laughs> and then and then the expansion, because have you got the Ultimate Edition? I think so, yeah. Okay, no, so you got me. Eight... Did I? I think so. Yeah, you got me. Did. did I? Yeah. Don't remember that. Pretty sure you did. Pretty sure when you I got Mark, When you got Mark God of War. I bought you Control. Pretty sure you did. No, I thought it was. Oh, was nice. it maybe a thingy thing? Yeah, it was. It was a, it was a uh, PlayStation Plus. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I bought you something else that you didn't play. Um, so, uh, <laughs> um, so the the expansion then that you need to play is called AWE, mm-hmm. which could stand for Alan Wake event, <laughs> or Alan Wake or, expansion, or Altered World event. I think it actually is supposed to be. That will take three hours. Okay, I will give it another shot. But it's like literally I was watching a preview of Alan Wake 2 the other day and there is a character in Alan Wake 2 who is literally one of the characters in control. Why does everything have to have extended fucking universes these days? Oh, you can play this. It looks really good, but you have to play this, this and this first. Right. Fuck that then. But it's... But you you did really love Alan Wake, didn't you? But that's the thing. It's in this world that you like. I know. I know. Here's a thing you like. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the Boogeyman uh, is written by some people and based on a short story by Stephen King and directed by Rob Savage. And who does it star? Uh, Sophie Thatcher and Chris Messina and David Dishmalian is in for the second movie of, <laughs> of the feature movies. I just realised that. Um and what is it about? Let's have a look. Um, I'm going to go to the IMDB because it's always fun. Hey, look, what is he? He plays Lester Billings in this. Yeah, yeah. who else does he play in what other film this week? He was in... Demeter. Demeter, Was he? Yeah, he's voice-checking he's that, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, I'm sure he is. I just imagine that. About. He's definitely in Demeter. I don't know what his character name is. Um... The that was David Dasmolsian. Last voyage of the Demeter. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the first mate who doesn't really like him. Oh, why? Okay, yeah. I. Yeah, all right. Sure. That's really tripped me up. Why did I not recognise him? He's wearing a hat a lot. Uh, sorry for um uh yeah fine yeah he's a very recognizable dude as well <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like crowd, a, would you? no god no i feel like a silly sorry moving on um, the racist one yes huh all right yep cool 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 uh, still reading from the tragic death of their mother, a teenage girl and her younger sister find themselves plagued by a sadistic presence in their house and sort of get their grieving father to pay attention before it's too fucking late. He doesn't say fucking late. I actually did that for effect. For effect. Yeah. Um, Ian, we've got you on this one first. Yeah. What do you think to uh, the boogeyman? Um... Uh, yeah, I, I I liked it actually. Uh, no, fair play. Um, maybe lowered expectations a uh, little bit, um, but I thought it was all right. I don't, I don't don't get me wrong. Don't think it was an absolute barnstormer stormer. I think it was a damn sight better than a dash cam. My my word, a damn I mean, sight better. Watching someone take a shit would be better than watching dash cam. Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um. It starts off in a very surprising way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 Rob Savage obviously does not have kids. Um, <laughs> um, 
And yeah, I, I, I thought it had some decent scares throughout. It was kind of about trauma, but not necessarily about trauma. It didn't it didn't feel like it was like smushing your face in it. It felt like it was primarily there to try and sketch you out to like scare you. Um, you know, Last Voyage of the Demeter could have done with more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I and I I, I thought the the creature design when it popped up as well was was decent. The the whole it's just kind of like jumbling words about when it's just kind of like talking bollocks and then kind of like forms sentences in people's voices and stuff. I thought that was a really really cool touch. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I liked it. I, I quite enjoyed it actually, and, and, and yeah, I'm keen to see what you guys thought. Thanks. What did you think? I didn't hate it. Right. Um. But I didn't love it. There was bits of it that I did. Um, the the creature design was was very good. I, I very much enjoyed that. The bit where it's like, like the weird little tendrils coming out of its mouth turn out to be fingers, and then it just like pulls its whole head apart. That was great. Um, the, the 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 sound stuff with the voice when it's talking and the voice just keeps appearing downy and changing and stuff. That's that's super creepy. Um, I just feel like it's just a bit. It telegraphs its moves far too far in advance. Oh my gosh! I wonder if that lighter will come back into it at some point. Sure. Oh fair. wow! Look! Oh look! She's knocked over some petrol. Hmm. Um. So I just the ending felt really fucking lazy. Um. The like choices made by the characters as well just like I, I said to you while we're watching it didn't I oh hang on a second so this kid really really scared of the dark goes <laughs> yeah. to bed with a glowing orb to keep everything bright but she's sat playing video games in the pitch black what it just it, but but then really interesting scene with the fact that she's using the video game the the, oh, the, light the shooting it to yeah. light things up yeah really interesting yeah. way to yeah. use something like that so there's there's great bits and then there's bits that feel really lazy so it just feels really fucking all over the place like you watch it and you go oh, that was mint i really enjoyed that bit oh okay we're back here again um and it just it just felt so generic as a story as well. Like I feel like we've seen this in various guises just too fucking much. Mother is lost, family is traumatized, shit happens. Cool. Yeah. And just, I, I'm not, go on. Just like wasn't that basically the story for that fucking one with the plaster of Paris hand recently? Yeah, I mean, it's all, all of these fucking films have got like an element of somebody has some sort of tragic thing in their past and then that informs the horror that awaits them. That just seems something to, be... to just be fucking horror because it's horror and shit's scary instead of because people are really sad about things. 
Don't disagree with it. Yeah, I, I, I did and didn't expect more. I expected more initially because because I'm a Stephen King fan. But then when I heard that basically the Stephen King short story is the opening scene of the movie and then the rest of it is just a Kayla Cooper's imagination, I was like, ah, okay then. And then I didn't expect much because of Dashcam. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I wish it was better, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't all bad. I just wish it was better. But then I think that could be said about a lot of films at the moment. I feel like a lot is just a bit disappointing. I think you could say that about 95% of Stephen King adaptations. Well, that's true. But at least they somewhat stick to the... Like, there's good ways to adapt Stephen King short stories. Fucking Shawshank is based on a short story. It's a very different type of short story, doesn't it? It is, yeah, but you... You don't just go, right, let's get the short story out of the way in the first five minutes and then just let our imaginations go wild. <laughs> Fair play, yeah. So, yeah. But Flano's doing another Stephen King adaptation, so I'll just hold out hope for that. <laughs> I The thing is, I, I, I'm kind of in between where you two are in the sense that there's bits in this that I really like, 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 the, like the kid, that scene's really good. I, I agree mm. with you, Becky, that I, I was sort of saying the same thing when we watched it, going, I mean, that kid's scared of the dark. Mm. <laughs> but moving beyond that, the the, the 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 imagination to have it right, oh, that that's pretty fucking cool. Um, and the fact that, you know, the kid then gets thrown at the TV. Yeah, I enjoyed that bit. I enjoyed that bit as well. <laughs> Uh, oh, but she was quite sweet though. Like that's quite well done by the movie as well, because a lot of kids in horror movies are fucking annoying, and she's she's not really. She isn't. She the the one out of Yellow Jackets, she's quite annoying. Don't know who that was. The older sister. Cool. Um, but the thing is, I I would say I enjoyed watching it probably a little bit more than I enjoyed the film, if that makes sense. Like there's some bits in it that they, I was watching going, so hang on a minute, there's all these candles, but the boogeyman thing can just blow them out. Yeah. <laughs> Why have they been there? But then the idea of, the, even that bit there, when she rings up and says, I need you, I, I've got a way to kill it. And you go, well, that she, she's clearly going to use her as fucking bait. Which I don't think is like me being like, oh, well, that's, it's what is that? I, you're definitely supposed to think that. Mm. You know, you're supposed to think that don't go there. She's setting you up, you dumbass. Mm. Uh, but even that's pretty fucking cool, the way that it's set up. I think the more I think about this movie, the more I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> I, I, it's it's going up in my estimations in the fact that I just think for this type of kind of mid-range like horror movie, it's actually pretty fucking good. Yes. It's not, it's not malignant, but we need to stop comparing everything to malignant. <laughs> um, it's what I would say there, but it's still pretty fun. Good. The creature design's good. Um, it's spooky. There's some innovative shots. 
uh, Rob Savage is doing some bits with the camera. I don't think it always works, but at least he's fucking doing shit. Um, you can also go, yep, this guy really likes Sam Raimi, which is pretty fucking, you know, fair enough. We all like Sam Raimi's films. Um, but yeah, it's I I I I I think it's weird that the Stephen King fan on the podcast liked this film the least. Yeah, well, but then I think it's probably because I'm a Stephen King fan, film fan that I dislike this film. The but least. do you like the short story? It's very short. It's it's incredibly short. I just don't feel like it. it but this is the second movie they made out of this short story. You what? It's the second movie they made out of it. I just feel like they've got they've they've gone right. Let's get a character in there named Lester Billings so that we can say based on the short story by Stephen King. And it just I don't like that. Ah, right. Fair play. Feels disrespectful to me. Well, I'm I I I'm definitely shit. I don't think it's in any way shit. I actually think it's. It, 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 I, I, I kind of enjoyed my time with it enough. Yeah. 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 Probably touching cloth because it probably gets elevated. The creature design is good. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I already pulled. Definitely shit 14%, touching cloth 29%, and shit 57%. Mm. Right, should we move on to another fucking Akela Cooper movie? She did this as well. She, she fucking did, yeah. Getting paid. Yeah. Literally, the voice of horror. Um, so it's The Nun 2. Um, so it's by Michael Chavez. Um, and starring, not David Dutch Marling, he's in this one. Um, it's, it, it's, it's, Starring Tysa Farminger, <laughs> an actress that me and Bex have absolutely polar opposite views of. Um, Storm Reed, which I had no idea was in it because I don't remember the trailer. I didn't know she was in it, to be fair. Um, and other she's people. not in the fucking trailer. Is she not in the trailer? I'm pretty Thank sure she's God. not. I mean, maybe she's not a focus of the trailer, that's for damn sure. Um so yeah, yeah, I'm glad of that because I was a little bit like, wait, what? <laughs> um, none too. Let's see what again what IMDb synopsis gives. In 1956, France, a priest is murdered and evil is spreading. The sequel to the worldwide smash hit follows Sister Irene as she once again comes face to face with Valak, the demon nun. Um, Becky. Um, you like horror more than us. Why did you hate the nun too? <laughs> what, what my main hated point about it? Yeah. Making her related to Saint Lucy. <laughs> you didn't like that, did no, you? No, it really pissed me off. Like, oh, just, I mean, like, let's, let's... use nun superpowers and make the wine into fucking blood of Christ. You don't have to be related to a saint. That's the whole point of like the sacrament is that they do it through belief not through familial ties well let's but, get ready for what i think might happen oh, on, see, did, see if you see if what you think might right, happen i will be, yeah because because you said something said it to you, yeah. let's see what you say here. Go on, Ian. i think she's lorraine warren 
Irene. Yeah. Actually, I think that she's. I think she is Lorraine Warren. I think they're going to be batshit. That would be pretty fucking batshit. That would be batshit. Mine was a variation on that theme that Lorraine Warren's one of her descendants. But the thing is, right, this is set in the 50s. Yeah. And then The Conjuring is set in the 70s. I think you could go. Yeah. And she does. She does look at Maurice at one point like she wants to fuck him. So she might, you know. I think. He's not Ed Warren, is he? But but maybe either. I mean, that is batshit. I think it will turn out because they say something about the descendants spread far across the globe or something. It will be that they are cousins or sisters or something, because like it does make sense with the ages. Also, I did a bit. Did you guys see the mid credits? Yes. Right. Okay. so. The next Conjuring film is apparently called The Conjuring Last Rites. At the start of The Conjuring, Ed and Lorraine Warren are giving a lecture and they talk about someone called Maurice. Mm. Who, yeah, well, Maurice is the exorcism that, um, yeah. Yeah, that so, she does, that she gets traumatised by. So, yeah. it. OK, I'm going to backtrack from she is... Irene, because that probably is just too batshit. Teresa Farmiga is going to be in the next Conjuring, and it's gonna like they are gonna bring those threads together. And I think the fact that Lorraine Warren has these visions and like these feelings and whatnot, Irene does as well. They're from the same lineage at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you said. See, I I didn't have any of that connection at all. I just went, let's give me a new country movie in my head. When they cast when they cast Arissa Farmiga, it was like it's fucking weird that her sister is also playing a character in a conjuring universe film. That's always been a bit what the fuck. I think it, it like they they've had this planned. Oh yeah. There's something going on there something was doing the transpire well that's it and it's like if they if they were sisters but they looked wildly different i think it wouldn't necessarily be such a thing but they they are very similar looking obviously but age apart but like they are it would be incredible if it turned out that irene then like leaves the priesthood and just becomes Lorraine Warren. <laughs> I, I, the more, the more I, the more I say, speak that into existence, the more bollocks it sounds. But they're, they're gonna be related, aren't they? They're going. Yeah. Come on, they're going to be related. Yeah, and that's why they both have the sight and whatever. Yeah. 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 I, I, I did not like that element of it. Um, there's bits that I really, really enjoyed. Like the, that scene with the magazine rack is really beautifully done. Yes, I agree with you. It, it does go on a little bit too long. But as as the face is kind of gradually rising up through the magazines mm. from the bottom to the top, and it's gradually forming into the nun, it's, it, it's, I love that bit. I loved it. Um, d- did they have fluorescent lighting in the 50s? Yeah, they were them. Yeah? All right, cool. Incandescent lighting was was around from like the twenties, I think. It's cool that you knew that. 
<laughs> you being sarcastic about Mark's corner? I, I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I know an awful lot of random shit. Um, I, I don't find the nun a particularly compelling bad guy. She doesn't do much. She just stands and then all of a sudden goes at people. Yeah, I just I didn't find it scary. <laughs> the fucking sound waves on that. <laughs> I didn't find I don't find it particularly scary. It it weird. I don't know why I was so apprehensive about the first nun back in the day. Like I was really freaked out by yeah, the prospects of that film. Mm. And I genuinely don't know why because Becky, you're right. She's shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's on a purely aesthetic level. It's creepy as fuck. And like when when it's in the Conjuring movies and it's like she's an and also buddy. It it works because it's just a creepy thing to look at. But Avina is like the main antagonist is just no. You're not no. All you do is burst forward every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, you sound really still there burst forward. Yeah. Again, I, there's bits of this. It's too long. It's so long. Like you didn't need the um, essentially the fucking the horny goat man. Black Phillip. No, no, yeah. no, no, Mark. <laughs> Sorry, this is going to be my my utterances in this review. Just interrupting you guys. So apologies. <laughs> but no, right. The minute they were like. Yeah, there's goat up there and the sun and the red and blah, blah, blah. I was like, right, okay, going to need a CG goat at some point. <laughs> and I was just fucking waiting. And as soon as it was like, I hear something up there and the goat had disappeared from that fucking glass, I was like, let's go. <laughs> I am disappointed that there wasn't more goat. <laughs> Can I ask you a question, Ian? Yeah. Have you seen the TV show The Mighty Boosh? Yeah, that's what I got from that go. That costuming <laughs> or effect or whatever the fuck it was was horrific. No, you, no. You'd half expect it to ask if you've ever drunk Bailey's out of a shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, what, but what I will give it, I like the fact that it was a guy in a costume and it wasn't just a CGI fucking thing. I like that. Okay. I'm so fucking glad that we got that go because this is the thing. The third act, when it just gets a little bit more batshit, yeah. I'll be honest, right? The Conjuring guys need to study the Pope's Exorcist. Yes, everybody needs to study the Pope's Exorcist. But that, that's it. When it goes batshit and you've got, like, fucking priests bursting into flames and shit like that. I, I enjoyed that cool. at the start as well. Yeah. That poor priest, he was having a bad day. Yeah, it was not a good day. And the thing is, there's bits like... Like I told you, you about it somewhere. If that that wine, uh, you know, at that church, it, 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 it's, it's that it's little a, boy's job to get it. Every it's time. an everyday product yeah. you're going to use. Don't put a shelf that high up. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it, it's. I'm quite. In, I've almost built a little subgenre for myself of enjoying things where it's just like. Oh, fuck, he's having a bad day. The priest <laughs> on fire in The Nun 2. The poster for Saw X where that guy's just got the glass tubes in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going, ah! It's like, 
Fucking hell, mate. Like, you've had a bad workplace accident, haven't you? Fair play. Oh. <laughs> Your, your day is not going to you planned it in the morning. No, it's like, like Maurice as well. It's like he just wants to grow some tomatoes. But every yeah. now and then some crows come around and he wants to go kill some fuckers. I, I mean, a Wednesday, you know, it's it's a Wednesday. A, 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 a random little weird thing for me, though, was, you know, the madam for the school? Madam? Don't think she's a madam. No, teacher. She's literally called Madame um, Lorraine. Yeah, because Madame is just French head, for Mrs. Head right. teacher with the easiest job in the world, by the way. There's one class. There's about eight kids. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, when she came out, my brain straight away went, hang on a minute, she played fucking female Rimmer in Red Dwarf. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> she played, yeah. In an episode of Red Dwarf, I think it's maybe... What, backwards? What? Yeah, no, not in backwards. You know when they go... No, uh, not backwards. The, the last one of season two where um, Lister has the kid. Yes, it is that. Where, yeah, where he gets pregnant. Where they go yeah. to an alternate red dwarf. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's a female Lister in that. She played the female Rimmer. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's that's some mind palace shit. That is my fair play. <laughs> I'm so sorry, my friend, she went like that. So the problem is, I couldn't see anything other than female Rimmer every time she was on screen. Um, but, yeah, right, and this is the bit that me and you disagree on, isn't it, Becky? Constantly. I, I, I'm sorry. Tyson Farniger is a terrible actress. <laughs> like, like, literally... She's appalling. I get it that she's an all right screen presence. That's fine. But the minute she starts delivering lines, I am very palpably aware that she's just remembering things she read on a page. Uh-huh. Um, oh, she's good at reciting facts. <laughs> she's good at reciting facts. Yes. She reads things on a page and she can go, did you know that the average kumquat uh, is, I, I don't know, I've broken I, it down. She read a pamphlet once. She read a pamphlet once, yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, Mark met a giraffe once, Theresa Farmiga <laughs> read a pamphlet once, perfect. Yeah. Story didn't need to be in this. No. Like, at all. Her character adds nothing. Company. Just, I don't think she needs someone, it. Someone for Tysa Farmiga to have dialogue with. <laughs> but just, like, don't. <laughs> have a talk to God. Um, yeah. I did feel sorry for Maurice. He just seems like a good dude. <laughs> yeah, I like Maurice. Yeah. And it's just like, like you were saying, that, not a lot of good's going to happen to that no. guy. No. And the way that he, it's really well played by the actor um, at the end of it, where he just kind of walks off like, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just looks tired. I bet he really wishes he'd never met her. Yeah. yeah. He was just like, what, like a handyman in the first one. Yeah. Just living his life. Yeah. He was oh, just fucking his way around Europe, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And now, now he's ended up just a broken husk broken tomato, a broken see. husk raising a, a kid that it even is <laughs> that he seems to actually really quite like yeah fair play to him on that. i think he'll make a good stepdad yeah 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 
That's it. That's, that's, the, that's all the country movies we get in a few years. It's just this, the adventures of Maurice and the st- and but, the but, but we know what happens to Maurice. Yeah, it's not it, good. He no. fucking dies in an exorcism or some shit, the poor fucker. Yeah, he's got that to come. Yeah. Um, I, I I think I like the nun too. It's better than nun. Better than buggy man. It's it's all right. It's fucking yeah. It's too long. It's definitely too long. Mm. It doesn't need to be. I when we went to the cinema because because I'm on early at the moment. I'm going to go to bed fairly early, and we we couldn't fit it in because we had to go last night, didn't we? Yeah. After work, and I thought, and I was programming it into my head. I was looking forward to seeing it, and I wanted to go to the cinema. So that's not a, this isn't a worries me kind of thing. But I was going right. We'll, we, we've got the film. We need to go home. I still have to wait and get to bed. So I'll be able to get to bed for this time because it will be this, this, this this long. And then as we got to the cinema, I just sort of thought, I'll just have a double check. Because in my brain, it was 95 minutes. Everything's And then I checked. I was like, it's a fucking, it's, it's an hour 50. Why is the nun to an hour 50? Yeah. You know, the Pope's Exist what an hour 50. This oh. film needs to take many lessons from the Pope's Exorcist. Yeah. I think that could be said of most films. It just could, yeah. Not even like horror films, just all films. <laughs> I thought, you know, Nolan always like whenever he makes a movie, always like has like a bunch of movies that he wants the principal cast or all the cast and crew to watch. Yeah. Uh, because they're they're the, the visual influences or story influences of this. I just mm. I did just I'd like to just like be on the email oh. chain and just slip in the Pope's Exorcist just so loads of people watch it. Great, the Pope's Exorcist. <laughs> it is. But that's an hour and forty three. But it's an hour and forty three of just fucking pure entertainment, Rebecca. I'm super psyched to rewatch that. Um, yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, the Nun too. I don't, definitely not shit. Well, it's all right, actually. Yeah, Miles definitely not shit. shit. I don't know that I'll revisit it. I will. Okay. I'll rewatch this. Good for you, bud. Yeah. But I'm an idiot, so. That's true. I think that I'll rewatch this from Mark is like if you're gonna have like a negative pull quote on a poster, <laughs> Mark would rewatch this. Yeah. Oh, damn, it's going to be shit then. Yeah, that's like, that's good. Oh, that's good. This guy rewatched. That's not a good thing. <laughs> He's watched 27 dresses like 18 times. I have watched 20 dresses and twice like twice. Sure. Because more movies you're going to pick to go at me about with that. Which one is it? Oh, I think um, Bride Wars. I've watched Bride Wars yeah. five times. It's not even good. No. I've never seen it. I can't comment. Nothing. <laughs> then fuck you. <laughs> watch it. No. Um, definitely not shit. Thirty-eight percent. Touching cloth. Thirteen percent. Shit. Thirty-eight percent. Geostorm. Eleven percent. Uh, fair play. Let's see a shout for Geostorm. Yeah. Actually. Um, yeah. Uh, right. Questions. We have quite a few this week. Quite a few. Rick Kidd. Uh, glad that Ian has discovered full swing. As a golfer myself, I loved it. With that in mind, uh-huh. is there a sport slash activity that you would want to see a documentary about? Uh, more Formula One. I just want an episode every week of anything Formula One. 
Sorry. Uh, uh, sumo it, wrestling. Re- it, re- reality series covering the professional careers of sumo wrestlers. Guarantee that already exists in, co- in other country. I, I just I want it to be called sumo mo 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 mo. I have a genuine Formula One question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, to, to ask you. The teams, right? Yeah. Are they... Are they literally just like Mercedes, or are they a team that Mercedes built cars for? Oh, mate, you don't want me to get into that now. I kind of do, because I don't know, and, I, and, and I've never needed to know, but now I feel like I need to know. Why do you need to know that? Because Ian talks about it, and, I, and, and I've never needed to know these things, because I've never been exposed to it, but now I, 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 I could do with knowing that information, so that when Ian speaks about it, I, I know more. Oh God. All right. So um, you've got teams who develop absolutely everything in-house, right? You've got teams who may develop their own shit, but also sell parts to other teams. So, for instance, Mercedes do all their shit themselves. McLaren are technically McLaren Mercedes. Yeah. So they will, I think it's the powertrain, if I remember correctly, they will essentially take from Mercedes, but then they'll develop, um, they'll develop other bits. Um, McLaren and Mercedes are two, I'm sure how much little I know, I didn't know there were two different teams. (laughs) Yeah, so. I fucking knew that. So, so yeah, Mercedes, who are my boys, are Lewis Hamilton and George Russell at the moment. Um, Their team principal is Papa Toto Wolf. And then you've got McLaren, who are are McLaren. They design all their shit themselves. Uh, It sells a part from the power unit, which is designed by Mercedes. They buy shit in from Mercedes, and they are a completely separate team. So you've also got what are called customer teams, who are teams that just buy shit off the rack essentially so Haas who the the team principal is the great Gunter Steiner of we look like a bunch of rock stars now we look like a bunch of fucking wankers fame after their incredibly bad pit stop um they are a team who are sponsored by basically owned by this American dude and just buy shit in from other teams so they don't make any of their shit they just buy parts and put them together <laughs> so there's there's a mix there but essentially they're all yes we will we will pay this much we will contribute this much to formula one as a whole and so they're allowed in right so yeah I will stop. I was about to go on. I will stop there. <laughs> so people do do follow teams rather than yeah, all, one, I, 100, yeah, 100 percent. And the people follow. Do you have people who also just alternatively follow drivers and will follow the drivers around? Weirdly, not so much. Right. See, that's what I thought would have happened. But I, yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 yeah, I get that. I, I think people will, but like when at events, 
it's not people necessarily like got driver shirts on they will have team stuff so like when when i go to bahrain i will be fully fully fucking mercedes like i will have a team t-shirt i've already got a cap i've got a water bottle i'm fucking i'm like i'm fully embarrassingly fully in (laughs) but if lewis hamilton goes to another team i will wish him well but i won't be all hamilton even though confusingly there is a lot of driver specific merch that you can buy so it is like i almost bought a daniel ricardo mclaren cap despite the fact that he no longer drives from mclaren but then that would have just been confusing. But it's like, I like Daniel Ricardo. So Daniel Ricardo is my favourite driver. He doesn't drive for Mercedes. But Mercedes yeah. are my team. That's fair. That makes sense. Uh, in answer to, uh, create, to, uh, to, to, to Rick's question there, uh, next to the answer. Beekeeping. Beekeeping. Um, David Ayer is actually making a movie called The Beekeeper. Um, it's, it's not a documentary. documentary. No, it's not a documentary. Well, I don't think it's a documentary. It's got Jason Statham in it. I want to get. Okay. Maybe uh, he's a secret I will guarantee there'll be documentary. Oh my god, I want to see about. a documentary about um, um, like Henry Cavill and his gamer setup and stuff. That's a pretty sweet activity, yeah. That's yeah. fine. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Um, can I, can I just Foley say. and his fucking like figurine painting. <laughs> Raul Coley's a fucking like a big old gamer himself, isn't he? Yeah. He's a fucking nerd, that kid. Yeah, he fucking loves that shit. Yeah. Just to say, Rick, like, uh, DM me about golf. I'm like, it... <laughs> Jesus. I, I want to, I, I, I want to get into golf. You walk about for fucking miles finding your ball. It's good exercise. My brain doesn't have. It just, just never ever had any other capacity for any other sport other than football. Like, I don't have... I, I I think it is that I just... I don't have the mental bandwidth for it. Like, the the, the, the fact that my... my like, I can cope just about with football. <laughs> and that is it. Mm. And even then, I don't even like watching that many documentaries about it. Because I feel like you just disagree with I them. get enough. I, I disagree with them, and it makes me angry that I can't tell them they're wrong. <laughs> mm. One of the things I'm most looking forward to about the Formula One next year is they do like a thing there where it's like a practice pit stop, where it's like you and three other people see how quickly you could do a pit stop in, and it's like oh, really. Yeah, but it's not like a real like they drive a car in. Yeah, like but, like it it's on like a stage and like you they literally like time out how long it would take for you to like get a tire off, put another tire on and shit. And it's like I want to do that so fucking bad. It's I I honestly I'm gonna be like a fucking ten year old kid <laughs> at that weekend. I like yeah. I'm I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh, I think of an activity. Just back to what Lego. You I'm sure there'll be. There probably will be. But like, but There's like, a documentary series, Lego Masters. Is there? Yeah. See, this is it. But like, it's just because I saw something about a guy who built like a um, one of like the 
the big like docking stations for Star Wars. And they put they put in like things at the side. They put like a cinema in at the side, and all of these desks right there, Becky. You're showing me it right now. It's on. It's on. The thing is, I, I the thing is, it's there. I'll never watch it. <laughs> there's there's a US and an Australian. I'll and still never watch it. Mark, just just let you, let yourself watch just throwaway documentary stuff. I might, it's okay. I, I might, I might okay. download a few and watch them on my lunch and just see how I get on. Um, Craig, uh, Craig uh, Dawson says, uh, not film related, but has Ian ever watched MotoGP? In terms oh, of- I'm fucking <laughs> loving this, guys. Let's <laughs> right, MotoGP, I've been thinking about it. Like, the thing is, it's like, my next thing with Formula One would be I might watch some Formula Two, Formula Three, because they do it all on Sky Sports F1. And like in Bahrain, they're doing F F2 and F3 all that same weekend. It's all the opening weekend for all of them. It's gonna be fucking amazing. So it's like just the the time for it all. Moto GP looks awesome. It looks so good. And I'm tempted, Craig. I'm tempted. Like, but also rally rally looks ace as well i've been watching documentaries about colin mcrae on youtube and all sorts lately i was just about to say it's rally rally's like cross country in it like it's it's like cross country jumping but with cars yeah that's fun to watch that shit fucking rules yeah and colin mcrae he was he was a crazy cunt he was He'd just fling it about all over the place, roll his car as long as it rolled in, like landed on tires. He'd just go again. Absolute fucking menace. And I, but MotoGP, yeah, that shit looks really impressive. And the the mental bandwidth thing is a question, mm. like 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 Mark, but just. Like, there's a lot of that stuff vying for my attention, but I absolutely respect the fuck out of it at the very least. That's it. I, I just, I can't. I think because I, I football was so consuming for me when I was young that I never learned about any other sports. Mm. <laughs> I played a few of them, but I never learned about any of the, anything surrounding them. I just didn't have any understanding for it other than football. And now I'm just like, I, I just, I, I don't have time for that because what if, what if I end up making a connection with it like I made with but football? The, the, I right. don't have time for that. I don't the, even want that. I don't even think I like football anymore. The beautiful thing about F1, right? You've got qualified. Yes, you could watch free practice and whatnot if you wanted to. And I, I do. If, but you've got qualifying on the Saturday generally, the race on the Sunday, there might be a race the next weekend, there might not be. There's not that much of a time commitment, which is the thing that I really like about it. You can be really into it and then like between most of November and, and into like the end of February, it's not even on. You know, so you've got that space, but then most of the time there's at least a week's break 
in the summer break. There's none of it for four weeks. On the odd occasion, you may have a triple header three in a row, but then it is quality on the Saturday, race on the Sunday, watch the free practice if you want. It doesn't actually require that much buy-in in terms of time. And that, I, I really like that in F1. It's a real saving grace for me. Because, like, golf, golf's on all the fucking time. Like, I, I, all I, I the time, never, there is something happening. Yeah, I can never get... But that can just... It does ne- golf has never appealed to me. But I've golf is one it. that I could see me playing. It's I've not tried like watching it. Get I, F1 I, I, I think what I can't get over, and I think I, I've gone over it with football, but what I can't get over it with golf is I'm watching them going, that guy's a dickhead though. And I know that guy's a dickhead. <laughs> mm. uh, Marcus Lizzi, uh, what classic film have you overseen and don't want to watch anymore? Pulp Fiction for me. That's what he said. That's what he said, not me. Overse- God, that's a great question. It's a good that? question. I say this, the thing is, I say this to you often, don't I, Becky? Like, I have seen that movie enough times, don't need to see it again. But I can't now remember any of those films. But there has been them. Like, normally I would have said Jurassic Park, but then we watched it at the cinema. Oh, that's amazing. But normally I do say that about Jurassic Park. Like, I have, I have seen Jurassic Park enough times in my life that I don't need to see it again. Um... I just have one there and it's gone now. The thing is, I think you could... I think I had one a second ago and it just fucking jumped out of my brain. It's one that you mentioned a while ago, I say about, do you want to watch this? And I was like, no, because I've seen it enough. Thing is, I don't have those because I love rewatching stuff. I like rewatching stuff, but there is there is certain films where I'm like, I I I, I don't think I ever need to rewatch yeah, that. Nothing that a classic classic film. But this, this <laughs> is the thing. It's like if you're saying overseen, it's almost like you've watched it a lot in your life, mm. and then it's I'm done. Versus one that you've watched once or twice, respect the fuck out of, and it's like yeah, I'll never watch that again. Like it it it. it I suppose it's like two different questions there, isn't it? So overseen, it's like almost like one that you used to watch a lot and you've reached a point in your life where it's like, I'm done now. And what what the fuck is that then? The Harry Potter movies for me. Yeah, I could agree with that. I don't don't think I ever need to watch those again. Do you know what? Star Wars Episode Four and New Hope. Yeah. Yeah, the originals for me would be up there. I... Specifically, a new hope because there is an argument to say that it starts pretty fucking slow. You said that when you watched it recently, which you're talking about more in future battles. When I managed to drag myself through solo, yeah. Um, but yeah, you said that, didn't you? That it Mm. was really slow. Mm. I think. I'll talk about them when I talk about them, but yeah, it yeah, I would yeah, that's a good shout out. I'm trying to think. Oh, that's a really good question. But there's, but there has been like things like, for instance, I, I've seen Shinders List a couple of times. But I'll never. What do you think it. about the theme tune? 
theme tune's a banger, to be fair. Yeah. Um, but I'll never watch that again. But that's not one you've overwatched. That's just one that you don't... Like Requiem for a Dream. You yeah, I've seen Requiem that a few times. And, and, and I'll, yeah. I, um, I've never I seen Schindler's List. I just really like the soundtrack. Weird one. Dick Tracy. Yeah. Yeah, I watched Dick that a lot. Yeah, when I was younger. Fair play. But if you were suggesting now, do you want to watch Dick Tracy? I'd be like, no. I'll, you know, beyond... Do you think Roger Rabbit would be there for me? I oh, see, I could rewatch that. Mm. Fair enough. Um, see, that's, that's why it's so difficult for me, because I know at some point I'll go, I really fancy watching that man get run over by a steamroller. All right, controversial. Ooh. Controversial. <laughs> You're both going to tell me off for this one. But for me, it's there. Scrooged. Wow, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not I don't like the movie. I really like the movie. But I I, I just kind of hate my living. Don't know, in a few years' time, I might go. Do you know what? I'm going to go back to that. But you yeah. watch it every year, don't you? And I, I, I just, I, 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 I can't. Well, that's my issue with the Harry Potter movies. For a few years there, me and Isabel watched every Harry Potter movie. Over Christmas. Over Christmas. Yeah. And I'm just like, now, we, we, when she was back for, for Christmas last time, we were like, I said to her, do you want to watch the Harry Potter movies like we usually do? And she was like, oh, fuck no. I, I, Let's watch it's the Hogwarts house again for the mil- millionth time. It's maybe stretching the definition a little bit, the 28 Days Later. I have watched that film a lot in earlier years like it was a really concentrated period where over like 10 years i'd probably watched that film like 10 times mm. and but it's like now i'm just at a place in my life where i don't need to live in that world <laughs> yeah that's fair but i watched it a lot previously yeah so episode four a new hope and 28 days later those are my answers Scrooged. I'd add weeks later as well if I'd actually watched it more than like twice. <laughs> uh, and our final question, uh, Dylan uh, uh, says, after the recent changes to the alternate sites, um, which is which? Oh, what is the current state of film Twitter? And what evil shit did Ian do to have his account deleted? Was it something? Was it some Jason Reitman related shit? <laughs> oh, I didn't have my account deleted. I deleted my account. And then went on Fred's, was like, it's not scratching the itch. So I've gone back on X. And it's... it's Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, apologies. Yeah, Twitter. And it's actually quite something. Because if you absolutely nuke that shit from orbit and then start again, like, you can just curate it a bit more. So I follow fuck all people... And because I follow fuck all people, it doesn't really know all that much what to recommend to me. <laughs> so, a, I just, so your for you page isn't just, oh, look, here's some racism. It, it's, but like my follow, I just don't go on for you. And my following is just fuck all. And it's great. And it, it, it's just tweets that I want to see. It's not trying to do anything funky with the algorithm because it doesn't know me. And I barely go on it. I barely interact on it. But it's like every now and then I just have a look. But what I will say 
they haven't launched it in the UK yet, but WhatsApp have just launched this new functionality called channels where you can just subscribe to things within WhatsApp. So like The Verge, which is like a text site, has now got a WhatsApp channel where they're just like, yeah, whenever we've got like an article or something to discuss, we'll just stick it in this WhatsApp channel. And that's like, yeah, that's the kind of shit I want where it's, I, I'm still getting alerted to things, but in a way where I am strictly defining what I want to see. It There's no chance of an algorithm going, oh, yeah, you might want to see this as, as well. No, 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 no. I'm in this channel. Just give me that. Like Discord's good for that as well. But Discord's also just people yabbering away. Yeah, and, Discord's a bit of a it's a bit of a forum throwback, isn't it? Yeah. So. But yeah, no, I. Yeah, I didn't get uh, I didn't get uh, uh, I didn't get my account deleted. I deleted my account and I lasted like a month and a half. I, I, I don't really interact too much with Twitter anymore as much. Occasionally, I, I think that I maybe should, but it's just it's the time element of it a little bit. And I can't be bothered having arguments with people as much as I used to when I was younger. I don't um, have Twitter anymore. You don't have Twitter anymore. And I, I, I deleted it the day Threads launched. And I don't think I've been logged into Threads for about a month. Um, that's the that's the thing threads they just didn't they just didn't they they had that initial week or so and then it just didn't have the juice it just didn't have the juice scratches the itch for me i just go on to like most of the time when i go on on or used to go on twitter i'd just look at like news articles that would pop up i followed loads of journalists that i'd i'd watch their opinions on things i've just made sure to follow everyone I followed on Twitter and it's that's all I need it for I don't interact with it because I don't well for a long time I didn't interact with it because it was just a bit of a toxic space Mm. and I'd go on get updated on things and then leave and I can do that on threads fair enough without seeing loads of racists nice and it's really like if you guys don't go on it very much like that just or maybe it is in certain corners but that seems to just not be fucking tolerated on there because it's all nice instagram people that are on threads it just like if someone comments on on a post with something even like vaguely nasty everyone's like whoa 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 this is not the place for that get back to twitter (laughs) this is this is we're keeping this shit friendly off. The thing is, what I will find that I, I occasionally when I open my Twitter is it will have gone onto the for you bit rather than the following bit, and I'll be scrolling it going, fucking hell, this is fucking bad. To, oh shit, it's on the for you bit. There we go. Yeah, fucking, yeah. <laughs> fling it back to the normal bit, and I scroll and go, nope, still the same. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the only times I've posted on Twitter in recent years is when it's like election night for something important and i've stayed up late watching the live results come in and it's just like you're sitting watching the world burn on your tv screen and you have to say something to somebody and tweet i, I think the thing my my thing with twitter is it, it, i get to put out my film opinions on this mm. so i don't put that as much on twitter and i can't be bothered having football conversations on on, on twitter at all because Football Twitter may be one of the worst Twitters. Um, and I, I just and, and you know what the other bit there is? I, when I'm watching the football now, I will actually watch it rather than 
watching it half out of my eye and then telling people my opinions of what I've half seen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, so, well, that was episode 508, guys. Um, we've got, a, we might have a bit of a, like, put-together show next week. We could get wavy and discuss the Agatha Christie movie. Uh, so, yeah. Well, there's going to be that, but there will be a yeah. show. Yeah, you two are going to do A Haunting in Venice, though, yeah? Yes. Yes. All right, cool. I, I, we are going to see that on fucking Friday. Are we? Yes. Okay. I did not know that, but I am game fives. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we'll be doing that, uh, and there might be other bits um, for that. But thank you much for listening, guys. Thank you much, Rebecca. Thanks, Matt. And thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much, folks. Speak to you in a couple of weeks, but don't before. Yeah, and we'll be, we'll be back as a team. We will reassemble for the Expendables. Are you doing a full rewatch here? Because I think I am. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I might. It's only three other movies. I'm down. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go for that. Right. Thank you very much, guys. We shall speak to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Oh, I enjoyed that. Good. I really, like, if... If Haunting in Venice is another disappointing movie, I don't think I can take it. Reviews have been good. They've been they've been all right. Yeah, but it's the, the fact that they've not been bad. Yeah, it is. It, I, I think is a is a win I'm willing to take right now. It's just it, it's know, like it feels like a long time since we've had a new release that hasn't been underwhelming. Oh, the top 10 at the end of the year is going to be a weirdly weak top 10 unless the next few months are a, a, a real banger. Oh, What's I th- disappointing is going to be a fucking breeze. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I, I've, got, I've got high hopes for the last few months of this year. I really hope It may so. be unfounded, but I have, I have, I have got high hopes well, but, for a few movies. Got The Killer. Got Killers yep. of the Flower Moon. Yep. The Creator. I am sure. keen for the creator, yeah. You know, we've already had Vacation Friends too. Got Sore X. I'm keen for that. Weird looking forward yeah. to that, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, oh, yeah, but I mean, I'd, I'd like, facetious, like, top 10 of the year, like, um. Right, yeah, God, yeah. I, 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 do you know what? It's Sore X in the top of the year. Fuck me. <laughs> that film would have to be an absolute banger. <laughs> Mark. It would have to be like five times better than the best Saw film. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, think, I think that's a generous <laughs> calculation as well. God, yeah, generally, what a weak year. I, I, I don't know if I agree. I think there's been some good stuff. The yeah, there's thing. been some be good like stuff. Alright. Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, Barbie. Barbie won't be in my top ten. Dear mine. I, I like what it's done for cinema, and then it's got people out there and stuff, and I, I really enjoy that dance sequence. But apart from that, it's Gosling. Yeah, the baby goose is is fine. I yeah, it, turtles might be high in my top ten. Actually. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it genuinely might be. But then also, isn't that yeah, a sign three, that? Three. Yeah. Oh yeah, three three yeah. Oh, God, we have a ghost for us this year as well. That's me annoyed, disappointing, no fucking problem. Asteroid City will be up there for me, to be fair. Yeah, Asteroid City could be up there for me. 
Looking through this, I can't even find 10 that I particularly like. Alright, <laughs> misery. I'm in, a, I'm in a bad day at work, guys. <laughs> I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> Evidently. Oh, I, I just... I just want to watch a movie and be blown away by it. And that I think that's why I'm so disappointed by June being pushed back, because that was my high hope. May I introduce you to a little film called The Little Mermaid? <laughs> what, with that nightmare fuel of a fucking fish? <laughs> He's a fucking wrong in that fish. <laughs> He's a bad dickhead. <laughs> <laughs>